Hello and welcome to the podcast, The Pocket Stylist. I'm Lisa Tauber. I'm an award-winning personal stylist who's actually been in the business now for 17 years. I specialize in elevating professional women, entrepreneurs, and women in business with their personal brand. These podcasts are about sharing my hints and tips. And along the way, I'm super excited to welcome guests who will be sharing their star stories, their expert advice. And I'm also going to be showcasing some brands that I know you are going to love. So if you're a lady who lacks time, struggles to put an outfit together, wears the same things time and time again, and doesn't want the hassle to find something new when shopping, you will absolutely enjoy this podcast. I really hope you love the podcast, The Pocket Stylist. Hello and welcome to episode 49 of the podcast, The Pocket Stylist. And we've got a first today because we got a threesome. So for the first time, um, normally we only have one guest, but today I have two, two amazing women that I have met through Clubhouse. I have got to know amazingly well for the past year, who I love being in my world. Um, so we have got Steph Honey of Dear Charlie, and we have Erin Buck as well, who is the most amazing VA and an absolute reels guru. So first of all, before we get going, ladies, hello, how are you? Good morning. Good morning. I'm good, thank you. I'm good. The sun's out. I've got nice light in. Hopefully it stays that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got rain in Manchester. The weather's not oh. great. Yeah, but you know, it's a weird one because this morning I went, I walked the dog and you know when you, you first take that first step out and it was raining and I thought it'd be okay. It'll be fine. And I had my parker on and I had my woolly hat on and I literally got to where I was walking him and the heavens opened. And I just looked in the rearview mirror and said to him, George, you got no chance, mate. We are going to wait until this rain passes over, which I thought it had. And then I got back out again at the car and it just opened. You know, and you just think, well, I might as well just crack on now and, and get on with it. But today we're going to talk, aren't we, about personal branding, brand strategy, Erin, how you have created the most amazing brand using certain colors, certain you as a person, the confidence, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so first of all, Steph, listen, introduce yourself and tell everybody what you do with regards to being a brand strategist. I will do. Thank you. So, um, yeah, brand strategist, brand designer, um, yeah, just... I've got so many names, um, but yeah, um, I own a, <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> some you probably can't repeat. <laughs> some, yeah, some I can't probably repeat, um, more so coming from the husband's direction um, when I've not listened to him because of my lovely ADHD brain. Um, but um, yeah, so um, we do brand strategy, brand identity, web design, everything. Um, and it's um, all run through... Um, my design studio which is called Dear Charlie which is named after my son um, and the whole reason why I started it was because of him and um, I'd had not to get out my little uh, tiny violin but um, hadn't had I'd had a lovely nurturing um, kind of childhood um, from my mother however um, certain people in our lives were not and had told me that I wouldn't amount to anything um, and I really wanted to prove them wrong um, and I was writing a letter to him because I thought oh it'd be lovely if we did this little time capsule 
before he was born, um, whilst I was pregnant with him, um, to uh, let him know about all the wonderful things that we'd achieved. And his dad had achieved a lot of things, you know, he'd been skydiving, he'd travelled the world and all this kind of stuff. And it got to me and I just went, uh, all right, what do I, what do I put down here? Because somebody's told me I can't do something, so I believe them and so on and so forth. So I was just like, I, I loved design. I love everything about it. Um, and I was, I, I'd been doing it on and off since I started learning to build websites when I was 16, um, probably even earlier, but I say 16 because I can't think that far back. Um, and um, I was the only female on my course at the time. Um, and yeah, I just, it was where my happy place was. So that's where it all came from. But with what we do um, is that we have this um, kind of one-stop shop for all um, branding needs. And that's what I wanted to create. I didn't want somebody to have to go see a brand strategist and then them go to you, right, I've given you the brand strategy. Off you go, go find a designer. Um, to build it all for you and we literally take you through every step of the process if you need social media assets we can create that if you need websites we can do that if you need uh, letterheads or business cards we can do that and so on and so forth but um it's been it's well so obviously charlie's 10 now he'll be 11 this year i started it in the december um before he was born um so, while you were pregnant yeah yeah did you yeah yeah <laughs> that was uh, that was crazy um and I was doing it part-time for eight years um whilst working I then went and worked for after I'd had Charlie I think it was about three I went and worked at a design agency um and yeah since since then uh, I've left the design agency. I've done everything backwards in my life. I was told that I also couldn't go to university. Um, so I ended up getting two undergraduate degrees, <laughs> one in design and innovation and the other one in graphic design. Just thought I'd add that extra one in there just to prove that person wrong even more. So to say, I not only got one, I got two. <laughs> but do you know what's really interesting? And, you know, we all met on Clubhouse, didn't we? We met on Clubhouse, the audio app, about a year ago. So we got to know each other, <clears throat> excuse me, via voice. And, you know, for, for those of people who don't know Clubhouse, it's an audio app that you jump into these rooms, you can talk to people, you can listen, you can learn, you can build relationships, etc. So I think that that's definitely where we all, both, both yourself, Steph and, and Aaron, we all met. But I think what's really interesting, Steph, you built my website, right? And what's really interesting, I think, from a personal brand point of view, that there's those two words, aren't they, that are quite intrinsic in our world. We talk about personal brand, but actually, what does it really mean? You know, what does it mean? We talk about building a brand and, you know, Erin, you know, we've watched you grow over the year into this amazing woman that does these reels that I sit and listen to the lives with and I can laugh out loud because the confidence that comes across in what you do is just so apparent. And I think it's really interesting. And I think Steph, from a, from a branding point of view, you ask so many questions, you know, you built my website and, and I remember thinking, well, I kind of know what I like and 
this is me and I'd had a website for the past however many years and I liked it. And then you came along and went, right, I'm going to ask you this. I'm going to ask you that. And I was sitting there filling out your client profile form thinking, oh my God, really, I've got to, you know, I've got to really, really delve down into from a business point of view what do I want other people to see about me? And it's really interesting how visually, obviously, from my point of view, it's all about clothing, etc. From yours, it's about the visual representation of your business. For me, it's the visual representation of ourselves. And importantly, it's, it's where does the confidence come? Erin, where would you say, could you obviously... When we first met you, you were slightly quieter than you are now. Where do you think, from a personal brand point of view, if we look at, you know, initially where you were as to where you are now, where do you see the growth and kind of why? I was very naive. Uh, I started my business, well, I had a business before this one, which was a dog boarding business, and my logo was dead easy. It was a drawing that I'd done of my chocolate Labrador, a line, and it's actually my tattoo that's on my right shoulder, or left shoulder, can't remember, it's behind me, so I don't see it. Um, and so when it came to doing my new business, I thought, oh, you know, I'm, and I went down the B line, because I lived near Manchester, and I went to Manchester Uni, well, I went to Salford, but I lived in Manchester at the time. And the B, the worker B, is a big thing there. So I thought, I'm going to use that. I'll just use this logo. That's my brand, because that's what I thought brand was, yep. was the logo. And from that, I thought, all right, well, the B's yellow, black, and grey. They're my brand colours. And that's what I lived doing for a year. And then through Clubhouse and meeting Steph and you, it's opened up that I've been able to sort of see that that's not just what brand is, that brand goes like deeper into your personality. And before, I think, I think it was slightly changing me before COVID, but before COVID, brand was sort of like um, a mask. That was your brand and you owned the brand and you were the company, but you weren't the brand. Yeah. But then our going self-employed and going into our own little businesses and the way that we've evolved with marketing and connection since COVID, I try to explain to people is that you're not a company and an owner anymore. The brand is the company and you together you are your company and that is what people want to see so i got on board that even though i hate being on camera i've got much used to it over a year of reels but i still i'm not overly i'm very very self-critical as you know about wearing things i get very uncomfortable in clothing that i feel like dresses oh my god do i you two get messages of freaking me out i'm wearing a dress <laughs> um so I evolved over time and I would definitely say to anybody that's listening to this that is starting a new business, don't just assume that you can make a logo. It did me good for a while. You know, people represent the B with me, but I am so much happier now that I've slowly started to shift to the new logo and the new colors and getting lots of feedback because it opens up so many more things. So I would definitely, when you can afford it, would invest in talking to people that know what they're talking about. And would you say that, Erin, that after having conversations with Steph, bet between you, Steph kind of opened up your world with regards to, 
this is what branding is is more about and and like you said it's not just the logo because it Mm -hmm. made you think more about actually this is about me and it isn't necessarily about the the yellow and black and the gray yeah and not even just the colors it's sort of like I didn't realize I always just say that purple and I still think purple is my favorite color but I didn't realize that I'm a yellow and talking to a brand strategist you know they talk about your personality and I never knew that colors are connected to personality and you resonate with a color because that's your in-depth personality coming out so I actually think I'm shifting and if I love purple I am really excited that I am embracing yellow and you know the other colors that brought in are all um accessorizing my yellow but the yellow is still the main color because it represents energy and brightness and it when Steph was talking about it it made me feel oh you know maybe I am that oh you know maybe I don't see that so um yeah it's been a definite confidence building journey by learning about the branding and the colors and the clothing that you can go with it to combine it all together it's definitely a jigsaw yeah all together to get to the right place yeah we get asked this a lot actually steph and i um and and it's really interesting because obviously we we both work with color so we both work with color from from my point of view with regards to how you wear it the effect it has on your skin tone on your face does it make you look light bright and clear does it make you look more gray does it age you does it make you look more youthful etc etc And then Steph works on it from a a palette point of view, from the brand point of view. But Steph, how many times do we get asked, and you know where I'm going with this, (laughs) we get asked, um, now, if my brand colors are pink, for example, let's go with pink, then I can only wear pink. And you and I have a very strong view on this, don't we? And, and, you know, jump in and, and say what you think. Well, yeah, I do. I have a very, very strong view on it. The amount of times, if I had pound for every time I heard it, I would be a millionaire. And that isn't even an understatement. And and sometimes I've heard it, obviously, on Clubhouse. I've been in rooms and people are going, oh, yeah, I've got a brand photo shoot booked. My colours are green, so I'm wearing green. And I'm, like, screaming. I'm like, don't do it. Don't do it like where do you think that comes from though I wonder because obviously we kind of ask the questions don't we I wonder where that mindset comes from and maybe Erin you can kind of jump in as well with it like I say I I wore yellow like yellow and bees a lot in the beginning while I was building up which it did work for me in the fact that you know people now see a bee and think busy bee It really was limiting, but it was from naivety. Yeah. But I wore yellow. And it isn't to say that you can't, for example, wear yellow if, you know, and your brand colours are yellow. That, you know, it's fine if it suits, as I'm sure Lisa will tell you, it's fine if it suits your, you know, your skin tone and, you know, you feel confident and so on and so forth with it. But I also hear a lot of people go, my colour's yellow. And I'm like, great. What other colours have you got? Oh, just yellow. Ah, so they talk to you about single colours. Yeah, they, they don't even have a colour palette sometimes. They just have a singular colour. And I'm like, okay, the magic numbers between, like, I mean, you can have up to 12. 
but I like to stick between a magic number of five or six at a push seven. But it's about when we're creating color palettes, we can have different ones. We can have monochromatics. So there where you do have a singular color and it's varying shades and so on and so forth. It's a quite a tricky thing to pull off. You normally see monochromatic color palettes with um, that are blacks where they go through to the grays and so on and so forth or, um, or reds or whatever. But you very rarely see it with um, like the pastel-y colors. I'm not saying it hasn't been done. Um, we can then have contrasting color palettes where if we look at a color wheel and, you know, obviously we've got purple being the opposite of yellow. And so, and I see quite a lot of people going for that. Um, I see so many purple and yellow brands um, walk through the door, um, but we can then have complementary. Um, and that's where they sit next to each other, kind of on the colour palette. Um, we have like two primary. Uh, what and I mean I about naivety, because yeah. if I colours, I just thought, okay, to expand, expand the yellow, black, and grey, we'll go shades. Well, yeah. it's still yellow, black, and grey. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. I, I had a palette of six because I had two yellows, two blacks, two greys. <laughs> it, it, you know, it's really limiting. It, yeah. You know, and it's like how I say to people, though, I'm like, and I know we were talking about this the other day, Lisa, and we've obviously said it today, but if you're wearing purple and your brand is pure purple, let's say, for example, you have a purple background on your website and then you stick a photo of you, you're just going to blend into it. And it also might not be, from Lisa's perspective, um, you know, I've learned a lot lot about um skin tones and, and how we can have warm and cool tones and neutral tones and it's about what works well for you and that you feel comfortable and confident in it but it also works well with all of these contributing factors as well um I didn't even know about skin you know having these undertones to your skin till I said to Lisa I can't wear pa uh, pastels and she's like right this is why yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and we just recently learned that because I've been discovering I don't wear makeup but I have got really red cheeks I'm starting with rosacea it runs in my family yeah. so I started looking at foundations what the hell is warm and cool to Well, I learned a really cool trick the other day. And Lisa, you can tell me if it can be debunked or not. But I heard that if you look at the veins on your wrist and they are blue, that you are warm toned. If you have, um, no, is that right? They'll be cool. Yeah, cool tone. If they're green, you're warm toned. And if you've got both, you're neutral. Yeah, and you see what's really interesting, when you start to talk about colours, you then talk about the, the blue undertone in your skin, the blue undertone in a colour. So you tend to find anything that runs with a blue undertone is cooler, and anything that runs with a yellow undertone is warmer. Now, when we had the conversation with you, Steph, about I can't wear pale blue, but you, we, you, had, you sent me a picture, didn't you? And you said, look, this is me in the pale blue, but this is me in khaki. And you can absolutely see that pale blue, which is a cool colour, and khaki, which is a warm tone, you can just see the difference in your skin tone. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. I'd never heard the one about the veins, I have to say, but I'm sitting in now, right, going, I'm going to have to look no, at I'm my veins. Right? And when I look at my veins, they are as blue as blue can be. And I am a blue undertone. But when we talk about colours, it's like everything, isn't it? You can't necessarily put somebody in a box, right? So some people are blue undertones, some are warm undertones. Some are actually what we call... Um, 
they're tonal, they sit between. So they could be a bit of a mixture. And what's really interesting is when, you know, when anyone does a, a brand shoot or they do um, their personal branding, we always say, first of all, you must never be anything but unapologetically you because that's the person someone is going to see on your website. So when someone is you know, looking at potentially your business on a website or on social media, they're looking at you as the brand owner, as the business owner. If you're a female business leader in, in a big organization, I don't know, in one of the major cities, again, it's no different. You're still representing that brand. So therefore, you're still having to make that first seven seconds massively count. And it, it's so interesting how, you know, color can have such a massive impact on how somebody looks. And again, how somebody feels. And I know from, from a fact you know, from a branding point of view, Steph, that absolutely, we can still have people in similar colors if they want to, but actually there is no need to at all because it's about the the colors of your brand can be very different to the colors that you wear. And like we did the example earlier on this morning, the website that you've created me is beautiful. It's very Vogue magazine, which is the look we were going for. There is an accent of purple in there because there is purple in my logo, but it's not all over. But then if you look at me as a person, I like color. I like print. I like to be a little bit different. There is none of that on my website at all. My website is timeless. Absolutely. You know, this beautiful magazine. You said in Clubhouse, didn't, didn't you, about you're timeless, you're going to be around, but style and colour changes with That's season. It. Yeah, and we wanted the photography to talk for itself and so that and the clothes to speak for themselves. So if Lisa does want to wear print, it's not going to look like it sticks out like a sore thumb and going, Oh God, they, those colours clash. Um, it's it allows that freedom for her to go and change those images depending on season. You know, when it gets to summer, there's probably going to be a whole different host of images up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly. I've been keeping down with the stylist. <laughs> <laughs> but Erin, we're talking about colour now. You know, we, we were having this chat earlier on. Um, you've embraced other colors because I got grid envy the other day on your Insta, right? And I went, literally was looking, I was like, oh my goodness, your Instagram grid looks fantastic. It's so uniform. It's, it's just beautiful. But you've gone, although you've gone down that you originally were the black, gray, and yellow, you have embraced more color and do you think by doing that as well, it's increased your confidence as well? Yeah, my whole style, I never wore dungarees until I started Busy Bee. And I bought the first pair of dungarees because they were covered in bees. And I'd had that thing that the bees. Yeah, yeah. And I realised that I felt really comfortable. And if I feel comfortable in clothes, I've always, you and I have spoken before, I, I don't have a love of shopping for clothes. I don't like clothes because I don't have a great, I'm very self-critical about my body image. So... I suddenly felt comfortable and I found that it helped me make my reels because I felt comfortable. So I bought another pair of dungarees, but you can only buy so many bee dungarees. So I went for what stood out to me, which would have been 
these ones, which are my rainbow stripey ones. Yeah, so for anybody who is watching on YouTube, you've just seen her show her dungarees. For anyone who is listening on the podcast, Erin is wearing the, a beautiful striped pair of colourful dungarees. Uh, name dropped by Run and Fly, a Manchester company. There you go. <laughs> they want to send me freebies, feel free. <laughs> so I bought them and I found that not only did it make me feel confident, it made me feel happy when yeah. I was wearing these bright colours, but I didn't change my brand because I was having that conflict that everybody was telling me, oh, I see a bee and I think of you. And I thought, well, can't suddenly change to stripes and everything. And then um, I had a brand audit by Steph because as I've gone along, I've thought, right, okay, I need to have a look now and I've done my work and I'm busy with that. I need to look at something else. And we had a chat and that was when it had come up in a clubhouse room where you did a room about archetypes. <laughs> That blew something in my head. It was like, what? And colours fitted personality. And you read about, we told you things about ourselves and you were able to read these archetypes. And it's sort of like, um, you know, when you listen to horoscopes. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, that's me. <laughs> How do I fit into this archetype? So I went back to Steph and was like saying, you know, what do you think? And I'm really bored with this black, grey and yellow. And what could I do? And she quite rightly said, well, keep the bee, but bees go to flowers and flowers are full of colour. So let's get some flowers in there. And so she redesigned my busy bee bolly to put flower in it and made the bee not like an outline rather than the block solid colour. And with that, changed my palette. And it was like, oh my God. Now my husband doesn't have much opinion on my business. It's like, he always goes, I don't get it. I don't get reels. I don't get this. Yeah, fine, whatever, blah, blah. But, when but I he videos it for you, doesn't he? <laughs> no, I do all the videoing. Oh, do I you? What do you do? Yeah, so no. Ah, okay. I video all my own reels. I do all my own editing. But he is a vid- he's, 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 he, I'm not allowed to say he's an amateur. He's a semi-professional uh, photographer and a videographer so he, he makes movies yeah, like, yeah. He that you're lighting and stuff like that yeah so he's got his photographic lighting yeah. and I was just doing it in the dining room and it was getting really annoyed so I've done a video this morning he sets it up and I've got this big he has this big box square light that shines into the dining room and he sets up the lighting he's right but that's all I've got I haven't got rings and rings and rings it's just one box and I'm stood right in front of this light to try to, to make all the light. He's tried to bring more lights out, but I tell you, it can become a little bit stressful doing <laughs> with, his, with his lights. So he just does that for me. But yeah, he does. He, he helps and everything. But when he came in and I said to him, oh my God, I said, look what Steph sent me. I looked at him and he went, oh, that's really cool. And I was like, oh, it's the first time he's ever had an opinion on my logo or anything like that. So it was like, oh, well, then that is good. If he's going to make an opinion, I like this. So I started redoing my website and things like that. And again, he was, he, he commented. He was like, yeah, that looks much better. Yeah, yeah, no, I like that. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, right. Okay. And from there, like you say, I've had a few messages now, people telling me that they like my grid. And I have to say, it's down to the colour. I mean, obviously, yeah, my content's just absolutely shit hot. Sorry, excuse me. <laughs> but it is standing out because it just it just feels so much better it feels you said when Steph I mean this is turning into a Steph fan club but when you worked with Steph you said she just got me yeah 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 when she came back with the colors because they are all bright 
they all mm -hmm. matched together they were all well obviously yeah why am i just sticking with the bee the world is full of flowers i can do lots of bright stuff now but you know what's really interesting there you said about it's becoming the fan club for steph right but at the end of the day right the job of Steph and the job of me, of, of a stylist, right, is to make you feel good, right? That word feel is so important, right? The word feel, because when you feel good, whether it's your branding, whether it's what you're wearing, the, the branding and the clothing comes literally together. But when you feel like that, the confidence is there. You then draw people into your world because... They're, they're, they're knowing that actually this is who I am as a person. So it goes back to what you, what you just said, Erin, about how when I worked with Steph, I said, she got me, right? So that's where what Steph does and what I do, it's so important to understand someone's personality, to understand their, from my perspective, it's the style personality. And for Steph's, it's to understand about the person and the business and then the target audience. Because it's so important that, again, it goes back to that wording, unapologetically you. And that's where, you know, my job is, is and, and I think sometimes it's about a myth. You know, I'm sure that some people think when they work with a stylist, oh, I'm going to end up looking like somebody I'm not. Maybe in some cases, depends who you work with. But for, from my perspective, it's about sitting and listening to the person. What do you like to do? Do you have firm family? Do you work? Do you have a hobby? What do you do? What do you like? Because you start to build the picture of the person. Because a stylist job is never to change somebody, it's to enhance them. It's never to say when somebody walks in, sorry, Erin, um, when someone walks up to me, that like first meeting, they say, oh, I didn't know what to wear because I didn't know what you'd say. Do you know what? My job is not to critique what you wear. My job is to say, actually, I can show you something that will make you look amazing. Actually, what you're wearing there is good, but let me show you something else. Go on, sorry. I was just going to say a twist on the way that you said that about people think that stylists are going to come along and change who they are. What I've learned through listening to you and working with Steph and everything is that the people came along and showed me who I was and I didn't Ah, yeah. So it was not that you made, you know, that people, so, you know, you could take that as a, a stylist is that if you give them a go, if you have, you know, you, you want to discover, you might find that they agree with what you wear and, you know, I don't know what the word is, make it, you know, make it better. Or you think you are a certain way, you think you know who you are, but by getting other people's opinions, you realize that um, you've not actually been letting who you are out mm -hmm. enough. Yeah. I do tend to find that. I think, obviously, I know you two ladies have gone on and you know, you're like, I feel so much more confident. And I get that so much. They're like, oh, I didn't realize. And it's not even just about colours, it's about, as you said, Lisa, asking those key little questions to start off with that make you really, really think. And um, I say, because I am neurodiverse, <laughs> I'm going to do Erin's little hair flick. Um, it's my little <laughs> superpower because I have a, a lovely skill, which is called mimicking, which means um, that part my brain's way to cope when I feel not necessarily uncomfortable but to fit in 
um, because I've spent majority of my life not fitting in because of this. Um, and But now I'm turning it into a positive and I'm able to get inside your head by using this um, wonderful skill that I've been blessed with. Um, and basically, it's almost like I... I, the only way that I can say it is that I imagine that I'm you, um, but I'm able to then understand the terms of language that you use um, and then ask you questions from that that you're going to understand and that is going to pull those little magic things out. Like you said, I think you didn't, you didn't know. It's not that they're not there and that I'm putting words in your mouth. They're already there. They just need drawing out. And I think the same can be said for you, at least with the clothing. You know, that's what you do. You, like you just said, you pull out of them ideas that they they might not have tried. It's not to say what they're, they're doing is wrong, um, but you pull those little bits out here and there um, yeah. and make them feel confident. But I think that's the job of anybody, isn't it? You know, Erin, you as well, you know, it's about saying to all the people that we work with, what you're doing is not wrong, but let us show you a better way that will, you know, and Erin, you know, from, from what you do as a, as a job with your business, you know, you, you don't say to somebody, oh my goodness, you're really bad at doing that. What you say is, do you know what? That's probably, you know, not necessarily the best way to do it. Let's do it this way or let me do it because then you can concentrate on the things that you're really, really good at. And I think that's, it, it then goes back to, it goes back to that word feel because then Erin, from your point of view, your clients feel good because they go, God, that just, you know, lifted a massive weight off my shoulder. For your Steph, people go, do you know what? Changing those little changes makes my brand feel good. And from my perspective, what we wear makes you feel good. So it's the whole feel word, isn't it? You know, in, in so many different ways. But I think it's sometimes people feel that when they work, I always say, right, if you want an expert, you'd go to a plumber, you'd go to a carpenter, you'd go to, I don't know, the hairdresser. Listen, there's no word for cutting my own hair. You know, you go to the expert and we are experts for a reason, but we're there to guide and help and enhance. And I think that's so, so important. Yeah. No, that's what I like to do with my reels. Well, not with my reels is that people tag me in their reels and stuff. And I like to encourage them and tell them that, yeah, okay, it's not to the level of a videographer, but that's okay. That's not what reels were supposed to be for. Reels were supposed to be to express your art and your creativity. And for me, your sarcasm that people seem to like, um, you know, so when you make it too slick, I, that, I mean, they might do well, but that bores the heck out of me because I don't think it shows the personality. So I might give them tips of, okay, that was brilliant, but you need to trim it a little bit tighter. And then, you know, like little things like that to make them better, well, to make them feel better about what they've done. And once they get them and they start getting them, they then start feeling confident. And I always yeah. say, I, I met a woman the other day and I was like saying, once you've got the knowledge and the technique and you have a bit of practice, you'll be off. You know, you won't yeah, yeah. need to keep you know, to have reassurance, you just need to have all that together and you'll be fine. But you've, you said something then, didn't you? I've got a client who, um, she, last year she was doing monthly, um, videos that she had to do for her business. Right. But at the end of the year, she put together all the bloopers 
of how, you know, when you saw her videos, they were sleek, they were professional, but oh my goodness, what it took to get her to that. And there was laughter, there was the swearing. It was probably the best two minutes I'd watched because it was, and I know her very well because she's a great, great, great client of mine, but it was just brilliant to watch. It said that, you know what, we're not all perfect. You know, we can do things in different ways. Ladies, listen, we could, you, us three could talk forever, but... Steph, what kind of little gem of information do you want to drop before we finish? What would be your kind of your kind of literally nugget of information? I think one thing that I would say, and Erin touched on it earlier, that if you're really, really struggling, um, all what you uh, with your brand strategy, so figuring out all of those things to then go on and define that color palette and the fonts and, and so on and so forth with your visual identity is um if you write down um a list of keywords um, that that resonate with your brand um and you um and then you can go on and you can if you search brand archetypes you can find your brand archetype it's a bit like your personal style um personal um what do you call it, it is personal. oh, personalities that's it, style personalities. Um, and you can go on there, you can find it out. You sometimes, again, very similar um, to those uh, style personalities, you can fit into two, that's absolutely fine. But that helps give you that little bit of clarity that you probably need to understand the strengths, the weaknesses um, of your brand. You can find out other brands that fit within those brand archetypes. Um, and just start looking at, at what they do. You know, you can break rules by all means, but don't just break rules for the sake of it is what we say in, in the design world is there has to be a purpose behind it. But you can start looking at perhaps colours that associate with those. You can look into colour psychology and see what um, colours associated with all of that kind of stuff. Um, it depends what what you are into but you don't have to go for it for the sake of it what matters is is that as we've been saying is that you're confident that you can go ahead with those colors um and please don't wear the same colors (laughs) (laughs) i'll make sure of that and you make sure the other one um erin erin what would you love love to leave us with and listen it could be even you know what what would you say from a personal brand point of view, what what it's done for you and your brand? It has, um, my, my little nugget is, it's okay to start off on your own with your ideas, but if you can afford it, I definitely would invest in talking to somebody that really knows about it because my business was doing well, but the feedback I've been getting since having a look at my brand and looking into it, it's just amazing it has done you know it just keeps exponentially growing so definitely talk to experts and that's why i've got grid envy seriously <laughs> i would get honestly i kept looking at it last night thinking this is stunning 
Well, I've got to say, you know, it also helps with your confidence because you get feedback like that. And in the back of my head, it is, oh, you know, Steph did, Steph gave me the colours, but then I think, oh, yes, but I made that artwork too. <laughs> yeah, no, no, exactly. And that, that's it, isn't it? It's, it's a bit, it's, listen, I think so many different things are partnerships, whether you, you know, you work with your clients, Erin, Steph, you work with your clients, I work with my clients. I always say to my clients, right, this is a partnership. This is not a dictatorship. And, and I, you know, and I know they look at me and I say, no, 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 no. I'm not going to tell you what to wear. I'm going to advise, but we do it together. So if you say to me, Lisa, with every will in the world, that might look stunning, but I hate it. I'm never going to make you wear it because it's a partnership. And I think with all of us three, the way we work with our clients, it is a partnership. So where does it collaboration? Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. Absolutely. So listen, I hate. I still say that my grade wouldn't be looking as good without Steph. So just. Oh, there you go. That was that was another final bit of love for you, Steph. Um, (laughs) I really hope everybody has enjoyed listening to this podcast about branding, and we always touch on on more us three anyway. Um, There, all the details for both Steph and Erin are in the show notes. So please go and have a look. You can go and have a look at what Steph does from her personal branding point of view. You can go watch some of the amazing reels that Erin creates um, as well. Listen, we hope you have enjoyed the conversation and we will see you all soon see you later ladies and thank you so much thank you thank you so much for listening to my podcast the pocket stylist i really hope you enjoyed this episode if you'd like to know more about working with me then why not book a discovery call with me via my website lisatalbert.co.uk and i look forward to welcoming you back next week bye-bye